Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliet. And I'm Jessen. Today, we'll be reviewing Talk British to Me by Robin Beelman, the first book in her Wherever You Go series. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. We really appreciate it. Jessen and I love getting feedback from our listeners, so follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom. If you're looking for some extras, join our Patreon for access to exclusive giveaways, a look behind the scenes of our episodes, and exclusive content including monthly videos featuring Q&As and some fun games. A special shout out to our newest patron. We're so thankful for all of our patrons for supporting the podcast. All righty. little chit chat. little yes. chitty chat before we start this podcast. So what's going on? So I was just like, um, so you know how the character, the main girl character, her name's Teague. Mm-hmm. Such a weird name, correct? But right. like, I'm like, girl, I feel you because my name is really weird too. <laughs> yes. I know. I, it's, it's a very weird name. Yeah. But um, I actually, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh. I almost named, like, whenever I was like, I'm going to write books. I almost <laughs> named one of my characters Tegan. Cause oh, I don't yeah. know. I just like that I name. Like that too. It's just like, it sounded fun and different mm-hmm. and unusual. And I was like, I have inspiration and I want to write Tegan. So I was yeah. actually like, really, I was like, yeah, I like this name, Teague. It's so different. It's very different. Very also cool. like his name, Mateo, too. So oh, I definitely like that name. <laughs> we know you like For that particular name. reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's so funny. Okay. So I had to tell you this and I know this is so weird because I remember I mentioned to you that I have this weird thing now and I don't know how long it's been going on, but it's been getting worse lately. Okay. I have <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Sounds like something serious is happening. I have a disease. No. <laughs> okay. So I bought a, a new car last week. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm sitting like in the office with the finance dude and he's like eh, my age, he's maybe mid forties or whatever, really nice eyes, you know, and like and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you know, he would be really good in a, in a romance book. And I'm like, hmm, well, let me. So I'm like literally checking him out as a character for a book. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this dude is probably thinking I'm checking him out, you know, because oh <laughs> I'm God. like very happily married. <laughs> and then I'm like, avert your eyes. Stop staring. So oh, basically wow. you just look at people and you're yes. like, you will be my next character. I'm like judging them for future like, inspiration. And your quirk is great. I'm going to use your quirk. Basically. Exactly. And so like I would start watching mannerisms that people are using mm-hmm. and just, I don't know. Uh, it's weird. The life of a romance author. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I think I'm weird. They will stop. judge you and put you in their books. Yeah. <laughs> but not in a mean way, just in a, hey, you're inspiring me yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was cool. Okay. I also had one more funny story just to tell because I love... I love the whole premise of this book. Okay. And so as you know, I have gone to Europe a couple of times, but mm-hmm. the first time that I went, we were actually in Amsterdam for New Year's Eve. And I swear everybody and their mom, like from all different countries were in Amsterdam for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. I ran into a lot of people from the UK um, for New Year's Eve too. So my friend Megan, God bless her. I love her so much. Uh-huh. She's the best, best person to travel with. So she decided she's just so cray cray. She was like, talking to people from London and she was like, I'm from London. And she was like trying to do a British accent. She's like, she's like, can you tell I'm also from London? And they're like, no, 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 your accent sounds terrible. You're not from London. She's like, yes, I am. And I was like, Megan, stop it. Stop. You're embarrassing me. You know, they call me mama Jess. Like whenever I was on the trip, I was like the one looking out for people. I just can't even picture that. No. What? Me being in a 
motherly role? Super super maternal. No. So anyway, I just thought that that was hilarious because Megan has some balls on her. And I was like, but if when we do go to London, Mm because London was on our list of stops, I'm like, you can't do that. Yeah. Just (laughs) flat out Megan. I'm like, I will walk away. Yeah. We will no longer be friends. (laughs) So anyway, okay, let's get to the actual book review portion. Let's get to that. Yep. This is a dual POV book with a very cool secret identity trope involving our hero. Robin Bielman creates magnetic characters who dance around their attraction for one another, having us on the edge of our seat asking, will they or won't they? Since this is more on the slow burn side of things, our MCs have time to build a strong emotional bond, committing to being friends despite their blazing hot attraction for one another. Holy hell. Is it hot? It is. Also, since this book is called Talk British to Me, just got to say, damn, I love a good accent. Oh, God. Oh, the premise alone was like. I've got to read this. Yeah. And I can also <laughs> see why a talk show featuring a British guy would be mega successful, like mm-hmm. just in America, because just like, America. we just love that. We're so, we love that. Yeah, we are. Like, We're obsessed. Oh, ooh, totally. Ooh. <laughs> it's almost like ASMR, but yeah. you know, but I wonder what type of accent he used, um, since there are just so it's many like in the British, UK, yeah. you know, cause like British <laughs> is technically not an accent. Right. You know, right. British means like, Wales, I figured it Irish, was English, Scotland. You know? I figured it was the RP accent. They also call it like BBC English. Like, you know, the accent that you hear on BBC, mm-hmm. kind of like a posh, you know, British right. accent. Mostly people speak like contem- contemporary RP. But anyway, that's what probably think people were thinking of. But I thought it would also be cool if he did like one of the uh, other accents, like a Brummy one or a right. Bristol accent like Hagrid had in Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah. And could you just imagine if he had that? Oh There's just so many different accents like Mancunian, Leeds, Newcastle's. Liverpool Scottish accent because I love it. <laughs> oh yeah. If he had a Scottish Richard accent. Butler. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Nice. I mean, give me give me all the Scots, yeah. but you yeah. know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm pretty sure it was just like regular RP, but yeah. Any accent is a good accent in my book. I'm just an accent kind of girl. Yeah. It's it's such a fun idea for a story. Yeah. She's so, awesome. Yeah. So I, I met Robin um, online. She's a pub sister of mine with Entangled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk British to me is with Entangled. And so I actually didn't really get to know her until this book came out. And I was like, man, you know, I, and I like to try to support my pub sisters and check out their books. And so mm-hmm. I read and I was like, this is so much fun. And so this is one of the few I got to recommend to you. Yes, you, know? <laughs> you did. You were like, you've got to pick up this book. It's amazing. And I forgot. I even did like had that, they had that talk British challenge for her release. Oh my God. Yes. And you had to read a portion of your own book in your in own, you know, accent, accent, English accent. So that is hilarious. I yeah. filmed it for you and burning that, that was, footage wherever that, that was is. so much fun i might pull it up i don't oh, know god <laughs> i'm holding it oh, over her head Hostage. just in case she does anything Jesus, no. but anyway i mean we're so excited we love robin and we're yeah, excited to have the nice. opportunity to read um two of her newest releases promise me and also heartthrow which coming yes. which is coming out um pretty soon so god they're just so good I so i really love promise me promise me is so awesome and i also not only do i like the romance but i also like there's like some really cool like sister dynamic in there and mm. i'm just like I very did. curious that was fun and surprising mm-hmm. wasn't so it? i hope that i hope that it continues yeah and so. heartthrob is a really uh fun sports romance and um cute and sexy i loved it i love sports romances mm-hmm. though so you already got me with that so yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you robin for those arcs so nice so let's get into our main characters first we have teague who's a small town girl who moved to los angeles with her best friend to 
quote unquote, sink or swim on her own. Hmm. Teague has a dream to become a travel writer, but bides her time at a coffee shop while taking classes. A job as the assistant to a highly sought after wedding planner falls into her lap and leads to numerous run-ins with the very sexy guy that she dumped her hot wings on at a bar, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> it is one of my favorite scenes. Cutes. It's, yeah, it's, it's very just funny. Awesome. That hot guy is none other than Mateo, who is hiding the fact that he is the voice behind the very successful radio segment, Know the Score, masquerading as a smooth talking Brit named Bennett. His job requires him to stay single and date around as research, but meeting Teague has become his sole interest. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster waiting to happen because Teague is a relationship girl and he's not on the market. <laughs> okay, guys. So there are our characters. And now we're about to move into our spoiler section. So if you don't want to hear any of the spoilery stuff, run out and grab Talk British to Me. Awesome, awesome book. You won't yeah. regret it. And then come back and chat with us. Okay, here we go. Spoilery stuff. First off, showdown, Jessen. Showdown. I'm ready. I Okay, I hope you didn't pick mine. I feel like I picked a weird scene. I feel like okay. people are being like, but why you pick that scene? <laughs> I'm serious. All right. Okay, so Let's hear it. my showdown scene is actually the scene where they go to the Dodgers game. Okay. Um, And people might be like, but he like kisses somebody else during that scene. But this, like, I, <laughs> I've already told you, I love it whenever in a book, we just see the characters hanging out and being having just like fun, like mm-hmm. normally, like nothing really like like a date or like romance we like, thing. We just like, like those very normal, normal situations. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was so adorable. First of all, he invites her to a Dodgers game mm-hmm. and he's like, why the fuck did I invite her? Like I was going to take one of my friends, but I just can't stay away. So I love right. that fact. Then they sit down next to this woman named Betty who's like, um, she's just like this cute old woman that like goes to like <laughs> every so Dodgers adorable. game. She keeps score and like Teague was like bonding with her. Mm-hmm. And then Mateo bought her all kinds of like, you know, paraphernalia, like yeah. for a first time Dodgers yeah. fan, like a big foam finger, like how embarrassing, like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I love it. So I just love all of their interactions. He's like super flirty during it. Yes. And, um, I strangely like the fact that whenever she comes back from going to the bathroom, that there's another girl in her seat and the kiss cam gets on them mm-hmm. and the girl kisses Mateo on yeah. the kiss cam. He doesn't do anything because they're being like, you know, filmed. Right. And so she, she is like putting on it. She, like, she's oh. like, she's like, Oh my God, that was so, that was, that was so, so great. Y'all are so adorable. Uh, yeah. If that was me, I'd be so embarrassed. Yeah, no, don't worry. You can and keep that like, seat. Oh no, I'll, I'll, I'll sit on the other down. side of Betty. Like she yeah. was being like such the bigger person, yeah. even though she was like dying, dying. inside. But like Mateo's instant reaction, he was like, Teague, like he wanted like to talk to her so bad about it and like he did after he's like look he was like i didn't want to like push her away i didn't Mm want to like embarrass her and stuff but i swear to god i did not kiss her back but i felt like that was like the moment where it was like no turning back it's like Mm -hmm. yeah we're friends but it's also he cared about what she thought happened and she obviously was jealous like it was very i don't know i just like that scene like my heart always drops but then it always is like he's so quick to try to explain what happened that i'm also like God, you two just get and, together. I know. And I love that too. Also that Robin didn't like leave us hanging. Like she was just mortified like the rest of the night and just right. carried Exactly. They had fun the rest of the day. They did. And especially after he really, and she's not the kind of person who's, Teague isn't like 
hold a grudge or right and holding it like i don't believe you or anything crazy like that like she Mm -hmm. totally trusts him is like okay i I trust what he's saying it's true and it is true you know so i really like that too okay this is a show down yeah i know it's weird but i like it i'm sorry you you love the like the baseball scenes and those kind of scenes i do i like whenever they just go hang out like something in a park or like or whatever yeah exactly sweet and fun i do like those you do like those so mine is and i think i had a little bit of appeal from my own (laughs) teenagehood was the risky business scene. Oh my God. That scene is so funny. <laughs> okay. So this is where she is at the, uh, house where the, the bachelor pad, where they're having the, um, you know, Henry's bachelor, bachelor party, yeah, Henry's bachelor party. And so she's cleaning up the house. They're not there yet. And she's basically, um, in just the risky business, Tom Cruise. Attire, yeah. She has like a hoodie a and her panties yeah, and fuzzy her panties, socks. And she's just jumping around and cleaning and singing into the broom and like all this crazy stuff. And then of course, as soon as she finishes, you know, she turns around and he's right there just yes. sitting there watching with the biggest clapping smile clapping. He says, you're the most fucking adorable thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. He's like, you're so fucking hot right now. I know. Like you're so, and I love when we get his thoughts, he's always thinking about how adorable she is. And he just wants to like grab her and, you know, yeah. and, 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 this was that moment where I think he really was like, I can't stand it anymore. Cause this scene sort of leads into their first. Right. Exactly. You know, they're intimate the scene, first little so. intimate scene well, super but i intimate. yeah i love that scene as well because it's like yes yeah. escalate escalate your relationship <laughs> and it just showed how fun how can you resist was. This just being fun, so playful girl yes yeah and especially with like all the stuff he talks about like on yeah. his talk show he talks about what type of girl he wants and it's all pointing to her yeah it's, it's all it's pointing not to these her. supermodel you know whatever no you know not at all so okay. good y'all go vote on that <laughs> go vote for me okay guys <laughs> bye um <laughs> all right so let's get into the breakdown all right so there is a popular radio segment in los angeles called know the score hosted by a british guy named bennett who gives dating advice of course this is mateo mm-hmm. <laughs> um teague and her best friend harper listen to it every morning at the coffee shop okay and it's funny because the whole coffee shop like freezes when he's on like they just turn everything off all the coffee grinders are off and they listen to his advice his Mm -hmm. segment so teague's dream is of being a travel writer and it's kind of on pause um because all of her pitches were rejected she's she's kind of like in this limbo state you know Mm -hmm. she has a degree she's working in a coffee shop you know what i mean like she's still trying to classes about like writing and stuff like that online and stuff like that but she's kind of like in that freeze mode of her career. So she moved to Los Angeles to live with Harper with an attempt to ditch the baby of the family label. Her parents and her siblings are super protective, super yeah. protective. Um, she's also recently had her heart broken by a douchebag back home. Yeah. Okay. He's terrible. So we get a little bit of that. It's not a major part of the story, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a reason. I feel why. like it's more just like, here's some information, but not yeah. like, I like how it doesn't like affect her. Like she says, she's like, I know not all people are like him, but yeah. I just want to break right now, yeah. which is understandable. Right. But I, I like how she's not like i'm writing off all men all men suck forever and i'm like no no they don't don't be that dramatic i mean you can you can want a break but right right so she's and she's also the kind of person she's not a casual dater she Mm -mm. she kind of gets attached and she knows that about herself so Mm -hmm. she's like i'm gonna take a break Mm -hmm. so um but harper is always always trying to get teague to go out and meet guys she's like have fun have a little sex like do some casual stuff yeah and she's just like she has nothing against it it's just yeah, not she's just like i can't thing. like i need to connect with people right harper's all about the casual and mm-hmm. is really good at it and having a blast 
Yeah, I love Harper. You know, I she's do too. Crazy. She's hilarious. She's like the crazy friend that you need, like the yin yeah. and the yang. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so Teague is delivering a standing coffee order to Gabrielle Gallagher. It's like I guess every morning she has to come and drop this off. Mm-hmm. It's a popular wedding consultant. Gabrielle Gallagher, and somehow she gets roped into running an errand for the dragon lady. She reminds me so much of uh, Miranda Priestly. Miranda Priestly in Devil Dra- Wears yeah, Prada. I almost said da- Dragon Wears Prada. Devil yeah. Wears Prada. <laughs> like that was my immediate mm-hmm. response. Definitely. You know, when we meet her. She's definitely a hard ass, you yeah. know, but she's good at her yeah. job. Yeah, because her assistant apparently is missing, got fired or quit or whatever. Probably quit. But- I would think quit. <laughs> she's like, you. Take this, go get this, pick this up for me. She's like, like, um, I'm a coffee girl. (laughs) Yeah. So she does. Um, and so she grabs like these wedding party favors, these big, I don't know, Gucci bags. Yeah. They were giving Gucci as wedding favors. Serious. These aren't just wedding. Los Angeles shit. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, and she's informed that she needs to report back there after her shift, after the coffee house. And Um, Tika's like, what? She's like, why? She goes, I need a new assistant and you're it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would be Teague too. Crazy. I was like, what? And, and, but then she says, look, I already have a job. She's like, I'll triple your salary, whatever it is. And, and Teague's like, like, I'd be an idiot to pass this I'm, up, honestly. Yeah, a dum-dum. So Teague jumps at the opportunity, even though she knows working for Gallagher is not going to be like an easy job. But no, she also, she already knows, but then yeah, she's she also like, kind of I likes the idea it. of being a wet in the wedding. So like she, she's, yeah, she, she likes, likes romance. Mm-hmm. She likes this kind of she thing. She does. She does like that. So after a long, hard, week of working for the bbg which is her and harper's nickname for miss gallagher stands for big bitch gallagher (laughs) perfect um teague finally caves and joins harper for a night out at the bar so Mm -hmm. it's really busy that night and teague volunteers to go grab the wing order herself (laughs) from the bar and so it's so packed that whenever she turns around she accidentally dumps her tray of wings on a guy's shirt and she makes it even worse by like rubbing it in she's like wearing like white linen or something well white cotton but like just like very bright white yeah yeah she's yeah but like he says something like i forgot what he says but her his voice catches her attention first like he's yes. she's like oh my god it like reaches past me like it's so beautiful but you know we love a yeah. good sexy voice we even you know have our favorite actors that were like yeah, yeah his voice is you want to hear okay hot. let me hear some of yours i like benedict cumberbatch Mm-hmm. Alan Rickman, God rest his soul. Oh God, Alan Rickman. Jeremy Irons. I mean, I mean, I think Jeremy Irons yeah. is my ultimate though because yeah. his voice is just so just it's so hypnotizing. Yes, it's crazy. Okay, let me tell you too that I just think, and I tell Kevin this every time we do a rewatch of Game of Thrones, I'm like, those are, they have the sexiest voices ever. Oh my God, who? Don Darian. Eric Dondarian? Yes, really. He has a ri- rich, like deep voice, but Interesting. An, it's like it's like. I don't know. It's like, I don't even know. It's like deep, dark, rich, but one that's more of like the honeyed voice that I really love is, um, Lord Bolton, not Ramsey, the father. I would agree that he has a nice voice, but it's like so hard to separate him from his horrible <laughs> self. I can easily do that. Cause I just close my eyes. And I'm like, dude, your voice. <laughs> he says those horrible hot. things though. I know, but y'all still, <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) instead of being pulled in by his flirtiness, Teague makes her escape. But Mateo is intrigued because Mm -hmm. she's like, she's like shy. She's like blushing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not his, his normal reaction as a girl. when like, Ooh, you're hot. Let me be forward with you. And she's just backing off like super. So he sends Teague a drink. 
which was called a full body massage. And they (laughs) spend the rest of the night like catching each other's eyes and like Mm -hmm. looking away. And we learned that Mateo is the dating guy because we're in his His perspective. Mm -hmm. And he hides his real identity behind a fake accent and name because he said that if he went on dates and they knew he was the dating guy, he would never, he would never know if like what they're doing was like real. Like he's trying to give real dating advice. His goal is to quote unquote, teach them the score so that they can do casual or serious Mm -hmm. and not cast blame solely on the guy. If things don't go work out and he's doing it from a guy's perspective, like that's what he's doing. And he says he gives the single guy's perspective on dating, love and sex to millions of radio listeners. Mm -hmm. So he's also contractually obligated to remain single so that he can date around as research for his job. Like he has to do every weekend. He has to go on dates Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Teague is like a breath of fresh air though to Mateo because she won't give him the time of day. We know how that all works. Okay. (laughs) Right. When you can't have, I love this idea though, that, I mean, it created this conflict where he can't be with her because he's freaking signed a contract. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a very real reason. Yeah. I just thought it was very cool. So I love how after they meet Mateo always incorporates a little bit about Teague into his segments. Like he talked about the sexiness of her wrist. Yes. That was a red flag. Like after their day, like whenever he drives in the car with her Mm -hmm. and he looks at her wrist and he was like, Oh, it's so delicate and dainty. And then the next know the score was talking about, Mm -hmm. Hey girls, you don't need to flash some cleavage. Wrists are nice too. And I'm just like, you're thinking about Teague. (laughs) Exactly. I just thought that was really cool. I think it was very, a very subtle way of showing how, much he really he, is thinking yes, about her yes. and i really enjoyed it something happens in every one of his every single score, one yeah is about her mm-hmm. so uh teague has to give herself these pep talks to deal with gallagher's demands i love them <laughs> which is so funny she was uh required to go above and beyond for their bride-to-be's um you know like the engagement photo shoot she has to go that to. was a funny scene she has to basically go and hold the hand of the bride-to-be you yeah know? whatever gallagher tells her to yeah. do she must do yeah and so she has like this um horrific incident at the photo shoot it's of course the bride to be is a um is allergic to bees yeah and they're at like this arboretum or something yeah a botanical garden botanical where there's probably bees everywhere (laughs) botanical gardens (laughs) thank you um and so of course something happens where they all fall into the um they all fall into the the pond because she thinks she sees a bee and so she's behind yeah and so she, she pulls, pulls her, her in. in and then the fiance goes to pull them out and he falls in. It's just, it's just a mess. And, but fortunately for her, the bride ends up laughing about mm-hmm. it. And you know, yeah, they say like, like, Oh, that's something we'll never forget. Yeah. And the, and the photographer, photographer takes pictures. pictures. Yeah, she takes more so pictures. Cute. Yeah. And he captures like this moment of them laughing and looking at each other. And I was yeah. like, yeah, they'll always remember that. Sweet. Okay. So when Gallagher fires her after hearing about the disaster photo shoot, the bride, <laughs> That's when the bride saves her job by raving about Teague. Because yeah. this is one of it the many so times happens. she keeps getting fired. Right. You the know? many times that Gallagher's like, nope, go. Bye. <laughs> yes. So here's a plot twist, though, guys. Um, Mateo shows up at Gabrielle Gallagher's office because uh, she is none other than uh, his mother. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So she was gonna, he was going to go surprise her for lunch to take her out to lunch because he missed like brunch or something mm-hmm. the Sunday before. 
And as he's stepping off the elevator, he bumps into a woman holding all the invitations and they go everywhere. Well, it's Teague. So Mm. of course they recognize each other and, um, she's quickly trying to get away from Yeah. She's like, Oh my God, I gotta go run these errands. I hope they're not ruined. Yeah. She's freaking out looking at every single invitation, making Mm -hmm. sure they're not bent or have, you know, dirt on them or whatever. Um, but Mateo is very flirty. He ends up getting in the car with her. He's like, I need to help you because he realizes by when he sees his own invitation that these are Madison's invitations, mm-hmm. which is his um, his mom's goddaughter yes. and like a family friend. Right. So he's like, let me go with you and I'll smooth this over in case you need it or whatever. Yeah. You know, just as an excuse and to get in the car. And she is like, why would you be able to smooth this over? <laughs> like, why are you in my, why are you in my car? <laughs> so anyway, but... um. I love Teague says here lately. I can't seem to stay clean or dry. And Mateo says, are you saying I make you wet Teague? <laughs> He's just so flirty. He's, He's super so, he flirty. Help it. He, he cannot can't. help it. He can't stay away from Teague. No. So she also doesn't want to get pulled in, um, into Mateo's like orbit because mm-hmm. she immediately recognizes that a relationship with him would be a hit and quit kind of scenario. Right. He seems like a good player. Right. Exactly. And she also doesn't want to jeopardize her job, which is very, she's like, look, I'm making really good money and mm-hmm. I'm not going to jeopardize. <laughs> it because yeah. um whenever she does find out because he was like hey this is my invitation so she does find out that that's mm-hmm. his mom so mateo escorts her into the building after they do the whole invitation drop off and his mom immediately zeroes in on the fact that he is like watching teague yeah and she tells mateo to stay away from her assistant and when teague <laughs> chimes in like hello that's what i've been trying to tell him like all along yeah and the mom gallagher says i'm not telling him for your sake but for his and i, was I like, know Ouch. I like know. So Thanks mean. a lot. She's like you, no, you and my son, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so I do harsh. like Mateo sues that like wicked ass burn by coming back with "Good call, mom." When I meet a girl like Teague, I want it to be when I'm ready to get serious. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, mm-hmm. that's right, Mateo. Like. Yeah, <laughs> she's serious material. That's right. So he tells his mom that he had lunch with a friend named Knox, which is his <laughs> new nickname for Teague, thanks to intercepting a phone call with her sister. Yes. And she calls uh, Teague Fort, Fort Knox. Knox. So right. now this is like his cute little nickname for her. And I love mm-hmm. it. And I love the fact that he told his mom that he had lunch with Knox. And she was like, who's <laughs> it that? It sounds like a guy. Yeah. You know? like, who's that? <laughs> Just a friend. So Teague impresses the BBG by being a kick-ass assistant. Like she like helps her with some of the wedding planning mm-hmm. and like smooth over some like venues like the brides weren't sure about this venue but then she's like oh yeah and like then it was a done deal right so she likes her job even though she's she, a difficult she boss she really does yes. like it like you never she's get the it. sense that she's like oh my god i want to quit mm-hmm. so um and i also love how friendly teague is and her cute little relationship with like the building security guy briggs yes. she's just like such a nice person and so she just fits in very right. well like talking to all of like the mm-hmm. brides and stuff like that she's just very she's romantic she's also a friendly person she so has she's that just, small town charm yeah, you know she what I mean? does. So the BBG sends Teak to drop off an envelope, and she's surprised because Mateo opens the door. <laughs> And like, this is whenever he knows what's in the envelope. It's tickets to the Dodgers game. And mm-hmm. he invites Teague without even thinking twice. And then after he does it, he's like, shit, I was going to invite like some of his roommates, Elliot right, or Levi, Levi or somebody. Some, mm-hmm. somebody. So he disguises the invite as a friend's hanging out and him wanting to show her <laughs> cool places to write about for her yeah. blog, which he's like trying to find reasons to like yeah. get her to agree because she was not going to. But oh, he yeah. like knows he knows how to pull her in. He knows that she likes to do travel writing and stuff like that and he wants to show her since he lives in los angeles yeah. since he's from there yeah you just disguise that material mm-hmm. you just make you, up those you just, reasons you just you keep you believing just keep, it <laughs> you keep yeah. on keeping on yeah mateo 
So they get to the Dodgers game, and Mateo introduces her to Betty, who is a huge Dodgers fan, an older lady who sits on the seats right next to them, season tickets, I guess, next to them. And this is when, this is your showdown scene where he buys her all the merchandise, the foam finger, and all kinds of stuff. Um, Even the sleep Dodger sleep shirt, which we see a couple of times. Cuddle with a Dodgers fan, and he's like, he's like, you don't have to wear it with me, but you also can't wear it with with anybody anybody else. else. I love that. It was was so cute. Awesome. It was too cute. And I think he was being dead serious. Mm -hmm, Definitely. (laughs) Um, So he can't help being flirty. This is just Mateo's personality. Yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. He puts his arm around the back of her chair and leans in. It's like, you smell good, Knox. And is like saying all these things. And (laughs) I know, I know. Um, T, but this is when T excuses herself to go to the bathroom. And when she comes back, that's when we see the chick sitting in the chair next to him. Some pretty brunette or something. As much as she wants to say that she is going to just try not to be jealous or try not to be possessive. It's really hard whenever you have somebody that wants to hang out with you all the time and you just have a connection with them. It's very hard to not be jealous. So she did play it off really well. And she did. I just so felt for her. I'm like, Oh my God, though. But I I like how he explained it it right away. Yes. Yeah. So we do have that moment where she's like, no, no, it's fine. You can stay. And the girl's like, Oh no, I'll talk to you later. Bye Mateo. Mm -hmm. And she skips off. And so she's not really giving him the cold shoulder, but being a little bit more distant, you know, and then that's what he's like, look, protect her heart teague i'm sorry look this is that's i would never disrespect you you know and um he even tells her that she kissed me and i i didn't kiss her back you know yeah, it's not like, at all right and so then they move on and the rest of the game they have tons of fun and she also knows that she's in trouble because if she knows if she keeps hanging out with him she is going to lose her heart there's just yeah. no way there's yeah. no way i mean he's just He's too amazing. Yes. <laughs> and he's so sincere and genuine with her. You he know is. what I mean? I mean, it's, they talk about a lot of things. a silly flirt. He's No, they talk about serious things, which I really do like how mm-hmm. they really talk about like their life, their past dreams, their goals in the future, stuff like that. I mean, they really do get to know each other very well. Yeah. Um, so the next day or so, or later that week, she is, um, given the task of meeting Madison, which is Mateo's like childhood friend and the goddaughter of Gabrielle to pick out the bridesmaids gifts at Tiffany's or something. And so she's like, okay, you know, I'll go. And then Harper's like, Hey, can I come along? <laughs> I love how Harper just feels comfortable enough to invite her. I know. It's like, Hey, I'm going to come with you. I'll help pick out the, she also, she yeah. also like <laughs> crashes a wedding later. Like she doesn't even care. I know she's awesome. I love Harper. I know I could never do the things Harper me does. Me neither. But, like she's the opposite love, of me. Me too. Well, <laughs> but I like her. Right. So, um, so they, the three of them instantly click and they have fun. They pick out the, um, bridesmaids presents and then then they decide to go for tacos and tequila because it's Cinco Ooh. de Mayo, baby. That's right. It's Cinco de Mayo. So they have a good time kind of bonding and everything. Um, and Harper ends up by giving Madison tips on how to strip teas for her fiance, Henry, which I thought was hilarious. It was <laughs> like, I love like, that. Like, scene. like, you know, she's done this before. Yeah. So she's she giving, was giving all the right such tips. a detailed description of how to do a strip tease. <laughs> Hold his eyes. You know, it was, like it was all great. That. It yeah, was so loved it. funny. So, um, afterwards they end up having to Uber home, you mm-hmm. know, cause they've had quite a few. Oh yeah. Harper oh. even, um, encourages Teague though, to ask Madison about Mateo since they grew up together, you know? And so she does learn a little bit inside scoop here that he does coach soccer for underprivileged kids, which, which is so cute. I know. Like, come on. Yeah. Cause he used to be like, a soccer on. player until he got injured. <laughs> he like injured. he had a very serious right. injury. 
And right. so this is what he does. Right. Thanks a lot besides for being, being even more adorable. Yeah. Besides you know? <laughs> being a really sexy British personality on yeah. the radio that nobody knows about. All around he charming guy. It's great with kids. There is another, I mean, we're not going to mention her too much in the podcast, but her, his neighbor, it's like a little six year old girl. And like, he like, she loves hanging out with Mateo. Right. And like always calls him Teo. And like, he's so good with kids. He I just, know. and I love like, a guy who's good with kids. The so. little girl. And I love how he talks about how the little girl has a crush on Levi and yes, stuff. Yes. It's so, so adorable. Adorable. adorable she's like he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> she's too cute she is. um so to wrap up that part of the scene i just want to share a quote by teague she says i'm curious about him in a way that isn't good considering nothing will come of it what has come of it are some great posts for my travel blog i'm finding them easier to write and gaining followers so, so we like- can see her she's kind of She's like on the one hand pro yeah, and con right. of still hanging out with Mateo because she knows she's like, there's no way that I'm not going to get attached. Yeah. But it's and also right. like, but I'm having a lot of fun. My writing's going really well. She can't really stop well. herself. Yeah. She can't yeah. really stop herself at this point. And no. I totally feel it. Yeah, I do too. So Mateo is also curious about Teague. So whenever he spots bright pink ping pong balls at a sporting goods <laughs> store he remembers that she claims to be like really good at it and buys them he he like buys like five packs of them and he shows up at their apartment <laughs> that's so funny he just buys them yeah all. he buys them all shows them at the apartment and that she shares with harper this is the same single de mayo night and finds them a little drunk because they were yeah. taking like tequila shots oh my god and um so he decides since they were like so drunk he's gonna table the ping pong challenge but you know he's almost saying did you go to tell him what was frozen on the television oh my god yes i'm so sorry whenever he opens the door like a big schlong is on the tv because they were watching porn watching which was porn, hilarious and they framed it in the yeah TV i think they meant almost to turn it off yeah. yeah it was pretty good so uh, i really i thought that was a hilarious thing so instead of the ping pong challenge they watch a movie and get to know each other mm-hmm. some more including their dating history yeah so mateo has had one serious girlfriend that abandoned him once he was injured and hooked up with his friend like that's mm-hmm. a hard pill to swallow very and then teague dated a guy for years only to be dumped publicly and embarrassingly he told people that she was horrible in bed which is kind of like a thing for her she's like kind of like well i'm really inexperienced i really yeah. don't know if i'm so bad maybe or not. i am bad you know so that's kind of a thing that what comes up a little bit this oh shit? god i wanted to kill him i wanted to kill him <laughs> like i, I don't like, understand you are an asshole i'm just god. like god Oh, but you know, there are dicks like this. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm glad that it didn't affect her. Like once she finally wanted to yeah. be with Mateo, I'm yeah. glad that it wasn't like an issue issue right? where she was like, scared I think that to she got anything. so comfortable with Mateo that she just forgot to think about her yeah. ex douchebags words. Yeah. So I like that. Me too. But cutely, they fall asleep on the couch, which is one of my so favorite things sweet. ever. Yes. It, it really is one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, even though in reality it's pretty uncomfortable, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping on a couch also i get really hot so i'm just like i don't want anybody touching me i'm like just, it's so adorable but I'm don't do so, it i love it but because i can't do it i'm like but if i would i love it but stop touching me yeah okay. i'm like but go on, on your side by you go, go to oh my god i'm laughing so mateo asked teague if she wants to watch a sunrise and they hike up the hills to watch a beautiful beautiful oh, sunrise yeah, that was really cool and i love this okay i also identify with teague because not many people that i know are this person but she Mm -hmm. says i love being up this early in the morning before the sun before Mm -hmm. most people it's peaceful quiet all my worries are non-existent and i can just be it's like nothing can touch me yet and i'm just like i love that i love mornings too mornings are just the best 
but not everybody feels that way. But I'm a morning person, so yes. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I became yeah. a morning person after I had so many kids. And, and like, you're like, quiet time? Yes. Yeah. That's like, they're quiet all still asleep. Amazing. <laughs> so Mateo wraps his arms around her from behind and Teague tries mm. not to read too much into it, but he really makes it hard like, in more ways than like one. Like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> She kind of gets to know really she fast. She kind of gets to rub her butt along okay. a really other hard object. But um, we also see a little bit of Mateo jealousy later mm-hmm. on whenever he drops by the coffee shop. Yes, Brendan, the suit. Brendan, yes, the suit. He calls him the suit. The hottie. Um, was like, hey, I'm moving offices, so I won't be able to make it. But here's here's like a little thank you. And like my yeah. card's also in there with my number. I hope you use it. And so Mateo's <laughs> kind of a little bit weird about it. He's like, mm. but he weirdly accurately <laughs> knows what the card is it has a kitten on it yeah, and he's, he's like, like he's I'll like guessing yeah he's it. like i know guys and he's like and uh, it contains like tickets to like some event that he wants you to meet him at mm-hmm. and it was really weird that he knew that <laughs> but he tries to warn her off going on a date with a guy and they actually almost kiss at this point because he's like describing like what a first date should be yeah and but they're interrupted by harper who needs help at the <laughs> counter cock blocking, cock blocking. So this knocks some sense into Mateo, unfortunately, and he makes it seem like he wouldn't care if she went on a date with the guy, even Mm -hmm. though he's not at all okay with it. But yeah. he's like, he's trying to remind himself. He's like, I love my job. I love my job. I love my job. And I'm I love like, my job. But like, I, you're saying it dude, a little too often I, for I it know. to be true. It's like, yeah. I'm like, you think you love your job, but exactly. We all know too much like, better. But this guy can't go out. She can't go yeah. out with that guy. He, he, no. he, there's no way, you know? Mm-mm. So Mateo's friend Elliot invites Harper to a party at their apartment and, and they both end up heading over there. I love, I love this party scene. I love mm-hmm. all of this. It's so much fun. So this is after the wedding that T was overseeing the one that Harper crashed. Yeah. <laughs> Had a, like a great time at. Exactly. Um, so they end up over there and Mateo, I love his reaction mm-hmm. when to he's her in, wedding dress. Yes. She's in her little black dress. Okay. And it's super low sexy, cut. low cut. And high. as Harper will say, T has perfect tits. So yeah. she goes over and on and on about on her and perfect on. tits. So he's like getting something out the fridge and he, she goes, hi, he turns around and literally drops the beer on the floor and yeah, his jaw funny. hangs up. <laughs> it's the cutest reaction. But I love the, how he like, wants her to go cover up because that's even yeah. more of a telling reaction yeah he doesn't want like, the guys to see her yeah and then yeah. he tells him he tells his friends he's like but she was cold and we're like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you just didn't want anybody to see tea but whatever exactly whatever so he puts one of his shirts over her yes. and it covers the dress They're and everything cute. i know so uh at the party though they're all kind of hanging out out back and they sneak away to the hammock which the is like hammock. outside his little um it's outside his bedroom mm-hmm. and this is an awesome scene. Um, and this is surprising too. I want to ask you about this. Okay. Okay. So they're spooning in the, in the little whatever. And then it starts to get a little, you can tell the sexual tensions building, building, building. And he basically says like, I, I want to touch you. Like, I, I want to finger fuck you. You know, no, whatever. he says, he's like, I want to make you come. Like yeah, he like, legit like, tells her that. Yeah. He's like, you know, can I basically? And she's like, yeah. So, this scene was so interesting to me. They've not even kissed, oh, but they have yeah. this really intimate scene where he, he gets her off and mm-hmm. she's like totally into it, mm-hmm. you know? And I love that she's not reserved or anything about it. No. Like, and she, she even just, wants to pr- reciprocate. And he was like, yeah, no, this is like, well, about you. Yeah. He's like, it was just about you. You know, yeah. I feel like you needed a release. I know. And it was, um, yeah, right. I'm saying 
<laughs> she did need a release though. She did. So thank you for that. But, um, I just find it really interesting that we get this kind of scene before we've even gotten a kiss. I which did. I thought and was, I guess, I, I guess cool, I never though. even thought about it because I felt like, like it was said, very natural. The sexual tension has been building so, so yes. much that to yes. me it wasn't surprising. Yeah. And I'm, I would, I wouldn't have thought about it until you mentioned it. And now I'm like, huh, you're right. They never did. And they don't even kiss during it. No, he's just getting her off. No, I don't know. I was just so ready for them to like do something that I was like, fuck yes. And it was, and also I think it had, I think also is because he was so adamant about this being about her. Yeah. I think I, it just never occurred to me that they, that was like, they went pedal to the metal, you know? Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so then they go and join the rest of the crew. They're all playing this fun party game, which I thought was so cute and yeah, adorable. Yeah, they sing songs, do, 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 <laughs> do, do, you do, have do. to guess it. And they get the drum. It's fun. a drinking game. It is fun. Later that night, Harper and Teague are too drunk to drive home and he offers for them to stay the night, but he's, you know, he's like, no, no, it'll be, you know, we'll be good. <laughs> um, at first he offers to sleep with Levi or on the couch or something and let her have his bed. And she's like, no, we can sleep in the same bed or whatever. That you know? was cute. Um, so he does go when they get to their bed, his bedroom, um, he goes to the bathroom, whatever, to brush his teeth and stuff. When he comes back, all he sees is her, her dress, her bra, everything's on the floor. And she's like in his bed. And he's like, Oh, hell no. There's yeah, no like, I way. Can't sleep. I can't sleep. There's the- no way I can sleep no. next to her and not touch her. So no. he is a gentleman and he's he sleeps in the hammock. He sleeps on the hammock, I you know, know which I thought was gentleman. really, really awesome. Yep. Later on, after this whole incident, which was interesting because <laughs> they've not really progressed beyond friends it was almost like he just did his friend a favor they've not discussed like right. they're moving forward but this is when um she is given a, a an assignment by gabrielle gallagher to go and be basically be the chaperone cook, cook chaperone maid or whatever for henry's bachelor party which is madison's yeah. fiance. fiance and madison seems a little worried um, it, about Henry's bachelor party. And she, we find out that she was the one who fired the girl previously hired to cook clean and everything because she was so beautiful. Yeah. So that's a red flag to me. Yeah. You Teague's know, like, I know if you're that concerned about your fiance, something is amiss. Yeah. But so Teague agrees because she wants to make Madison feel better, you know, about having, having a set of eyes on the party and on Henry and what's mm-hmm. going on. She's like, okay, you know, um, but she's also concerned because she knows Mateo is a groomsman and he's going to be at the house the whole weekend yes. where she's at. So she's really nervous about this. Poor thing. I feel for her. I know. So this is Juliet's um, showdown scene. Mateo arrives early to the house and catches Teague doing all of her risky business performance, her yes. best Tom Cruise impression yes. and her pullover and underwear. And he says, <laughs> and he says, you're the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen. It was awesome. And he... <laughs> And she's all like, Mateo, you're early. And he's like, thank my fucking stars. I know, I love that. Like, it's so so good. So he tells Teague that he wasn't sure he was going to make it to the bachelor party until she mentioned that she was going to have to be there. And he, quote, hated the idea of other guys being around her when he wasn't. And he says, I haven't stopped thinking about you all week. And I'm just like, hello, Mateo. (laughs) Hello. So... Um, yeah, he says, this wasn't my intention this weekend. Like, I feel like this just like threw him over the edge, seeing her dance around in her panties being so fucking adorkable, but also like, 
I see your panties. But like sexy. She's got a hot body and she's Mm -hmm. also just like the cutest thing ever. Yeah, she's so adorable. And he says, this wasn't my intention this weekend. It really wasn't. But I've had a hard on since I walked in and saw you (laughs) dancing, you dancing in your barely there underwear. And the truth is, I haven't touched another girl since I met you. I'm fucking ready to blow. (laughs) And she goes, that's it. My body and mine are in total agreement. Mm -hmm. I'm his to do with as he pleases. So it's like they've they've reached their boiling point. It's done. So later that evening, she sneaks out of the room to go get some water and she sees henry madison's fiance getting a lap dance from a naked stripper and feeling her up yes and then they they... both disappear from the room yeah but mateo runs into her and follows her back to the room and they finally give into their attraction and mateo fucks her six ways to sunday yeah it's very hot i mean he tells her sit on my face and i'm just like hell yeah yeah." just (laughs) yes i'm like go so it's just it's just really beautiful and basically they really can't even hide it the rest of the weekend because he's like always not there yeah yeah literally he didn't leave the bedroom (laughs) like he was not with the guys at all so teague realizes that she's half in love with him already but isn't delusional and knows that it's just for the weekend. For the weekend. Like she knows. Right. But the thing is, like, Mateo mixed signals. Like, whenever they were, like, leaving parting ways and stuff, he even... He She's, was, like, she tries to put some distance. Distance, and mm-hmm. he, like, doesn't want it. But no, then he he's like, I'm her. such an asshole for doing this, but... It is selfish, because it it's like, he can't selfish. let her go, but at the same time, he's still going to be the one to push her away. Right, you know? exactly. And I also, they do mention Henry. I'm glad that they did, men- that T does mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, but very surprising. Mateo's like, don't tell Madison, because I've told her this before one of my friends so madison knows and this is why she's very vigilant and yeah and he was like i told her and it almost ruined the friendship because i I was like get away from this guy i can't even imagine staying with a guy i can't either i I feel so bad for her but i feel like it's a whole family thing i I feel like that was a lot of pressure between their families being so close and almost like an arranged marriage yeah exactly after a week of keeping um his distance uh, Mateo is forced to go to his mom's office to pick up her up for lunch only to find as soon as he, well, he's trying to figure out what he's going to tell Teague. What is he going to say to Teague? And as soon as he sees her, she's looking at her phone, like pale and in tears. Okay. And we find out that her father has had a heart attack. What I really love about this scene is that big old bad BBG steps in and is like, don't worry about it. I'll call and get you an, oh, yeah. I'll call she and get shows, you a, um, like her human side. Yes. She immediately, like and then we find out that her, her, her dad, dad died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. She's like, don't worry about it. I'll buy you a plane ticket. Mateo will take drive you to the you. air, drive yeah. you to the airport. You don't need to drive right now. And she's like, fine, whatever. Cause she is kind of like out of her head right yeah. now. So Mateo <laughs> doesn't just drive her to the airport. He decides he's going to go with her to Oregon cause he can't put her on the plane by herself, you know, cause she's so upset. So I know. So So they swing by and get his stuff because she was going to bring Harper to help her. But Harper, you know, also had all these um, things. Yeah, um, basically, Mateo's like, I'm going to do it. It's fine. I'm going to take care of it. You don't need Harper. (laughs) You've got me. So um, but when they get there, Teague does worry a little bit how to explain Mateo to her family. You know, but he's like, don't worry about it. You know, you know, we're friends. Don't worry about it. You know, and so she's like, fine, whatever. But having him there does lighten the mood um, a bit. And they land with news that her father will be fine. Um, but the, he does need to have this stint, that operation to put the stint in mm-hmm. and everything. And that his um, his mom is going to stay there at the hospital and they can all go, you know, back to the house or whatever. So Mateo does stay for a few days. It ends up being like a week, I think, almost, almost a week. But they hang out with Teague and uh, he ends up staying. And of course, he's getting all these like hate texts from his mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> where are like, you? You need to come back. Yeah. Where you like, come home. You went with yeah, her? You went with no. her. And now you're not returning. What is happening? So we know BBG is really nervous about all this. Um, and T and, um, Mateo is not nervous at all. <laughs> so she, they take the, um, bike ride and they end up going to like this overlook or whatever and have a picnic and you can tell things are heating up, you know, during the picnic scene it, this whole time they haven't done anything, you know, since their weekend together. But after they make a wish <laughs> at the famous cascade wishing, well, like it's supposed famous, to grant wishes. Yeah. It's supposed to even her, she says both her sisters got their wishes granted. She tells him that she wants him to take her right there <laughs> by the wishing. Well, yeah. And like, he's like looking around, like <laughs> who could come up the trail? He's like, are you sure? She's like, yes. Yeah. So basically she bends over the well and they have like really hot sex in the public, <laughs> in yes. public, you like know, anybody could walk up. Yeah. When Teague says afterwards, she says, I love having sex with you. Mateo immediately has this red flag go off because he heard the word love and he's like, he already is reinterpreting that as I love you. You know, which what it I mean? was, which it Later was. Teague said, but, but he's like, she's not supposed to love anything about, she, she's not supposed to love us, like anything, you know? Right. Right. So, and he's, he had also gotten a text um, earlier from Trina, the manager at his radio show who said, look, we need you in a big meeting with the big wigs tomorrow morning at 10 AM. You've got to come home or whatever. I need you there. So he has already been thinking about this and blowing it off. But then after that moment, I think it scared him into realizing I've got a job back home, you know, and I've yeah. got to go to do this. So that's, but of course he doesn't mention having to leave until after they've had sex. So yeah. immediately Teague is like, you know, you don't have to make up an excuse. Yeah. Because you know? he says it's for soccer. Yeah. He says it's for soccer. She's like, yeah, I'm sure there are important meetings for your soccer. You have to get home to for tomorrow. Cause they had already made plans to do yeah. something tomorrow with the family. And so, that's like her last straw. She's like, yeah, okay, this she's is done. an asshole move. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, okay, I've got to cut this off. This can't go on. Cause yeah, obviously like, this isn't going anywhere. Hey, we can't be friends anymore. Don't no, call me. Don't text no. me. She's like, I'm done. She's so pissed. She's like, she I'm says, done. Don't she call says me anymore. It hurts too much. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, so sad. <sighs> it's so sad. So he does, he feels like a complete ass, but he's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe this is what we need, you know, this break or whatever. He's like, and he does, he leaves without explaining anything. Um, which is so sad. I hate and, that she yeah. has to deal with that. I know. So it's Madison and Henry's wedding day. And Madison oh. wants Teague to bring the groom her grandfather's handkerchief as a good luck charm. She runs into Mateo in the hallway. It's very awkward. Very. And she even lies to him saying she's dating the coffee shop guy, I Brendan, know. so that she doesn't have to hear his apologies and excuses. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, you, you already made your position clear i don't want to hear it again and again i totally yeah, understand yeah. that i'm like run girl run i get it too so when she gets to henry's room she sees him exiting the room across from his own tucking <laughs> in his shirt and a woman in the background yeah she's pissed she's furious because he tries to play it off and she's like do not insult my intelligence yeah please and um she says that if he really loves madison you need to think about letting her go mm -hmm. and so teague returns and she actually tells Madison this time what she saw Madison's response is he promised he'd stop after our wedding day oh and I was like Madison God. I was like, you deserve so much more than this douche knuckle like oh I hate him so much Jeez. so Teague is astounded that Madison thinks so little of herself even though that they've mm -hmm. been together for a long time like her and Henry I know because once a cheater always a cheater yeah, and their families are so close she tells Madison that it's okay to walk away but Madison mm -hmm. said it's not and she won't listen she just like just stop 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 right stop. so when they are at the altar Henry <laughs> 
keeps looking away from Madison and she notices and she follows what? his line of sight. It's probably to the woman he was fucking. Yeah, like he's still thinking about he's, this chick he just did. He's on a horrible the altar. person. He's, he's a horrible, horrible. person. So Ugh. she's like, she's had enough. <laughs> She finally dumps his lying, cheating ass and runs out the door. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, thank you, Madison. I remember reading this for the first time. I was like, I really hope she gets a book because I was like, this chick deserves real love. I I was thinking that too. I would love. I would love. Have you read it? Yeah. Oh man. I I didn't know that. I read all of them. (laughs) God. Okay. I've got to read Madison's. So Gabrielle tells Teague to bring Madison back. Mm-hmm. But Teague calls her a cab instead. I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah. And Mateo ends up by like showing up right there because, you know, Madison's his friend. They grew yes. up together and yes. he makes and he's Teague, supporting her. Yeah, he makes Teague go with them to his house, like mm-hmm. to hide out. He's like, I'll hide you. <laughs> so she gets Madison settled, but has to return to the wedding to explain the situation and like mm-hmm. help out. You know, she can't just like leave her job. But Gabrielle fires Teague. I know. He's like, uh, and anyway. by the way, you're fired. Yeah. Get back here and finish and then you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's it. So, um, okay. So, so, so a few days later, Teague has a proposal for Gabrielle. And I love, I love this. I love this. This part. is my backup scene for yeah. showdown. Yeah. I was like, this scene was it's badass. It's so good. I just, I love, I love it how so she much. just walks in with the freaking coffee. Like nothing fucking happened. And yeah. she's just like, hi. I know. I'm here. So she brings her usual coffee. Like she's always done, sets it on, sets it on her desk, said, Hey, I've got a proposal for you. She's like, <laughs> um, did you not get the, you know, did you not understand that you don't work for me anymore? You know, like, Oh, I know, but you're going to want to hear what I have to say. Mm-hmm. So her proposal basically is that her plan to be a travel honeymoon planner to work for her exclusively. And she has this broad plan. Oh, for she it has to a whole plan. It. Like she's oh, definitely yes. thought about it. It's, it's awesome which it would only just bring more money and more business toward Gabrielle's business. And um, Gabrielle listens and thinks it's a good idea, but she wants a business proposal and fatigue to find her another assistant as good as her. And I love this part because she goes, because uh, T kept talking and, and she Gabrielle didn't really realize that it yeah, was a compliment. Until it was she thought about it again. And then Gabrielle sort like, of like smiling and pausing. Yeah. She's like, Okay. So it's like she finally acknowledged that, <laughs> that she was good. like the best assistant that she's exactly. ever had. And I love that. Um, and during this time, Mateo, of course, has been wallowing since the wedding. As he should. <laughs> yeah. And he thinks that he really doesn't want to do, he doesn't want to do the dating thing anymore, that he was more affected from his horrible ex than he let on, you know, but he sees an opportunity to talk to Teague when he finds out his cute little six-year-old neighbor, the little girl who calls him Teo all the time. Like the best scenes in the book are with yes, her. She's, she's adorable. So I know. She says she has to go to um, swim lessons with, and here's her mom say, Hey, we don't want Harper, you know, to be late for Harper. And he's like, wait a second, Harper, you take lessons with Harper. <laughs> you know? Can I take her to her swimming lesson, yeah, please? So he asked to take her to a swim lesson. So he does. And this gives him, and I love that Harper's giving him dagger, death dagger looks. Yeah. You know, she's like, if, if, if you're going to go you in there and hurt her and she's can't. sad, I'm really coming after you this time. I, yeah. I love that. Like, yeah, that girl power and, mm-hmm. you know, backing up her girl. So he ends up talking to Teague and telling her that he is Bennett, the dating guy. He confesses everything and that he had to do a be single for the job, but that he turned down this huge opportunity to make it like go national show and all this stuff because he's in love with her. <sighs> Oh, love Thank a sacrifice. You. I know. And so he lays it all on the line. And I love how she kind of lets him kind of torture it a little bit. He's like, I'm in pain here. Can you help me? I yeah. said, 
oh, you're in pain. <laughs> like she, then she like straddles She's his like, lap. Okay, that's fine. Let, yeah. let me soothe your pain. I love you too. Yeah, I love I'm you too. Like, okay. So I know it was so cute. And we do see down the road that Mateo has been picked up by NPR, which I think is awesome to do a travel podcast. Um, and so he's going with Teague on her honeymoon research trips, which is amazing. Perfect. They're a good team because yes. that's what they've been doing the entire book, yes. going to places and she's been writing about it. So yeah. I think it's perfect. It's so awesome. So he's going to go by Mateo and not Bennett anymore, which I also like that mm-hmm. he can come out as himself. Yeah. You know, now he can and, do his right and be job. genuine <laughs> and he can have a girlfriend and a wife, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, so Teague, yeah, I like her ending line for the entire book. Cause it like brings it full circle. Yeah. So she says, I will admit, I asked him to talk British to me just once. He whispered very dirty things in my ear, exactly how I imagined them only coming from my boyfriend's. They were so much better. Yes. So I thought <laughs> that was such a great note to it end was. on. It was. It was. It's, it's just a total feel-good story. It, really it is, is a feel-good story. And I feel like I, I just love their playful banter throughout the whole story. I know that it's just a little bit like, oh, my God, kiss already. But yeah. it's also just yeah. like them being together as friends is just so awesome. I just love yeah. all those little tiny moments. And I'm very big on the tiny moments that they just spend together hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think Robin did an excellent job of Robin really building that relationship. excellent job. Yeah. All right, you guys, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing Magic Bleeds by Alona Andrews. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 